Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. 36 degrees here and sunny at uh, 308 here. A couple things, uh, like always, breaking news. And, uh, looks like the House passed the short-term deal to avert the devastating partial government shutdown that was to take place yesterday. And Jake, if you want to throw your headphones on, I'm going to get you into the next segment a little bit as well. Um, so that's that's good news. Not that, you know, they didn't do their job for the past three months, so it's not good news in that matter. But they are kicking the can down the road again to supposedly work something out. We'll get to more of that in a minute, because that's just breaking now that that just passed. It, it was There was uneasiness if that was going to pass and if some more conservative members of the House would block it and, and cause a shutdown. But they did not. It looks like it passed the House. It's headed to the Senate. It, it's pretty much guaranteed to pass the Senate. Jake, um, Barstool. You're familiar with Barstool, right? Sure am. Everybody is. And did you know Frank the Tank? Yeah. Did you see where he was, where he is now, actually? I haven't got a chance to look. I know that he was at the Super Bowl a few weeks ago in Las Vegas. Well, anyone who follows Barstool, Frank the Tank is one of their main characters. Um, he's, he's a very a character, he's right. a very colorful, uh, <laughs> colorful individual. Um, he's a Wilkesbury. He was in Wilkesbury yesterday. Oh wow! And I, I guess he does hot dogs. He reviews hot dogs like just like Dave views pizza. Dave does pizza, <laughs> yeah. and Frank does hot dogs. So. Yesterday, he and first of all, if anyone see, and I'm going to tell you where you can see him possibly if you want to stake it out, but he was at Abe's in Wilkesbury yesterday. Oh, really? And he only gave it a one hot dog. He said it was good quality, but it was okay. And that's what he said. Um, so he was at Abe's yesterday. And first and foremost, he's going to be at Ferris Friday. I guess they're across the street from each other in Wilkesbury. Abe's and Ferris, they don't, both do hot dogs. There's a couple places like that. They did one in Chicago. There's there's a bunch of them where there's hot dog places right across from each other. And uh, he's in Wilkesbury. But someone needs to tell Frank, if you see him tomorrow, he says he's going to be there Friday at Ferris, um, how to spell Wilkesbury. Because he spelt it Wilkes, B-U-R-Y. <laughs> so, I mean, typical him, of course. But Barstool, if you go to Barstool on Facebook, you can see his review. It's a long video. I think it's yeah. about three minutes. And, five uh, and a half minutes. Five and a half minutes? Yeah. All right, so Frank the Tank visited two hot dog institutions at the Mountains of Pocono. I don't know if Wilkesbury is the Mountains of the Poconos, but, you know, the Valley. Uh, for a special two-part raw dogging, raw dogging with Tank. Part one is Abe's, and it shows some previous reviews he's done yeah. with other hot dog places. But uh, if, if you're a fan of Barstool or a fan of Frank the Tank, you may want to stake out uh, Ferris's tomorrow. Have you got, ever gone to either one of them, Jake? Well, it's kind of funny that, that you mention all this because Kelly and I, we were just at that Abe's a few days ago. Doesn't that figure? All right. Only off by a few days. Did you get a hot dog? <laughs> yeah, Did definitely. Get... Oh, they're they're fantastic. And I guess he got meat sauce on his hot dog. He says they don't That's call it chili. They call it meat sauce. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't eaten either of them, so I, I can't give a review here. But, you know, Barstool's renowned. They're, they're, they're world-renowned. Frank the Tank... Uh, you know, has his outbursts. <laughs> that's why say. I'm not. That's why I'm not playing the video because you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I listened to it in the office. I, I can't. I couldn't tell you if there was cursing or right. not. But uh, yeah, you're right. It would probably not be a good thing to play. But if you want to review it, maybe we could play a piece tomorrow. But yeah. uh, 
again, if you have a favorite there, Abe's or Ferris's, um, are they right across the street from each other? I've, like I said, I don't know the area. I've never been there. That's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, so it says, right uh, it was said it was posted a day ago. So I guess he was there yesterday, and he said Friday he'll be at Ferris's. Now, I don't know if he'll be there today and just got the days wrong. Who knows with Frank the Tank? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess he's in the area. Um, I'm sure knowing that crew, uh, Mohegan Sun uh, a Casino would probably be a good place to find them in their time off. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's just me guessing. I have no clue on that whatsoever. But I saw that just before I came in. I posted it on my Facebook with a link to it so you could watch it there if you follow me on Facebook, Rob O'Donnell. Uh, interesting, but he, he has his hot dog hat on, and uh, he, he did a review. And, you know, he, it wasn't a bad review, but he gave it one dog. And I don't know what his criteria is where where um, Dave Portnoy's is a 1 to 10. Nothing really scores much over a 9 yeah. in him. If you're in, in your, if you're in a high 7s, that's if, a good pizza. Yeah, if it gets beyond an 8, then that's, that's astounding. Because yeah. I remember he went, to, he went to Jerry's, and he went to... Jerry's and Angela's, that's what it was back in 2020, like right at the height of the pandemic. I remember seeing the videos of him going to both places. I forget what I forget what scores that he gave them, but, yeah, I remember that being a big, big deal back in the day. All right. It's, uh, he says, uh, I got some text messages in. Ferris is the bomb, my go-to, but why not try Abe's? But why yeah, not try them. Abe's on South Main Street in Wilkesbury too? Uh, they're next door to each other, it says. Rob, Abe's and Ferris Lunch are right next door to each other on Barney Street. Yeah. Um, so if you like hot dogs, check them out. Again, I I've never been to either of them, so I can't give them. I like my hot dogs, so I'm going to have to check this out. But uh, Barstool and Frank the Tank, which is, it's gonna, listen, it's going to be great publicity for both of these places. Let's be honest. Absolutely. You are going to have people from all around come there and check it out just because Barstool was there. So it's a good thing. And one hot dog, or and again, I don't know what his rating scale is. It could be three hot dogs the best. He did say it was good quality. He did say it was a grilled hot dog. You know, he, he explains it. So, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to really watch it too in-depth. But, you know, I know who Frank the Tank is, and I know who Barstool Sports is. So either today or tomorrow, um, Frank the Tank should be around Ferris's, which is right next door to Abe. So if you want to stake it out and check him out and see... If they're in the area, get a picture with them. They're usually open to that sort of thing. So, uh, nice. That's what we got there at Barstool. And Jake's already into the computer looking at <laughs> Frank the Tank do his review. <laughs> and if you got anything to chime in about the review, Jake, while you're in there listening. Uh, and here I thought you were going to have me on to talk about NBC letting Dale Jr. walk. We can talk about that too. Uh, we're going to get to that later, yeah. a little later though, because there's a lot of stuff going on now. Uh, thanks as always, Jake. Um, uh, thank you. We have. Uh, Text message saying disgusting sellouts uh, about the government passing this this part part time bill and and this texter thinks we should shut the government down. It it might come to that. Um, there's only so much. And you remember if if you're an avid listener to this show, you know the last time they did this, I said that they needed to get to work the next day for hours upon hours each day to. Um, to work it out. And here we are a couple months later, and nothing has been worked out. Uh, we're seeing live footage of President Biden at the border in Brownsville, Texas. And, and here's the deal here, and, and I'm going to get into some things. Both President, former President Trump and President Biden will be there. Where President Biden is in the past five days, there's been 46 illegal entries that have been stopped by Border Patrol. 
46 in the past five days. Where Donald Trump is going in Eagle Pass, there was over 2,100 in the past five days of illegal crossings. The border, the head of the Border Patrol Union put out a gag order for the president and said in a statement on X, which is formerly Twitter, attention, President Biden, keep our name out of your mouth today. And that's, uh, that's um, saying something right there. But as this is going on, yeah, and here... Biden's trip to Brownsville, Texas, had just 46 illegal crossings in the past five days compared to Trump's trip to Eagle Pass, Texas, which had over 2,100 um, in the last five days. So uh, it just goes to show the seriousness. Now, now Brownsville, Texas, last May had a tremendous crossing, and then Texas got in on it, put barriers, put razor wire— and slowed it down, and now we're seeing that transition move to Arizona and San Diego, mostly San Diego and California and New Mexico to, to some part. And I had a text message yesterday. How come we only hear about Texas and California? We don't hear about Arizona and New Mexico. Well, I watched um, Andy Biggs, who's the Arizona uh, representative, earlier today, and he said with the governors of both Arizona and New Mexico being Democrat— you're not going to hear it. Now, there's so much of an influx, and you have to realize that the borders between Arizona and New Mexico, not that they're not crossing there, they're absolutely crossing there, but it's very hard for media crews to get there. It's very hard for other, uh, and you don't have a government there that's sending the National Guard to doing a lot of things that uh, other states are doing, which is why the cartel infrastructure has moved to uh, the San Diego area again, because you have a Governor Newsom that uh, also doesn't do that, and you have the Border Patrol, the only ones there. Where in Texas, you have the Texas Department of National um, Public Safety, DPS, Texas Department of Public Safety, their National Guard, where in Arizona, New Mexico, you do not have the National Guards deployed. You have a governor that is allowing the free-for-all in both those states, so it's not getting the media attention that it should, and it is. And as all this is going on, and... uh, as I was accused of the other day, even though I bring up China all the time, and I've brought up our northern border time and time again here, border agents arrest a group of Chinese nationals attempted to sneak into the northern border. And I'll bring you back to FBI Director Christopher Ray's statements. It's not a matter of if, but when. And it's as simple as that. You, you have... This group of Chinese nationals who tried to sneak into Maine from Canada into the U.S. and were caught by Border Patrol agents up there. And again, former Secretary of State Pompeo was on and said there is no way that communist China is just allowing thousands of nationals to slip through their fingers and get here. They are coming here with a plan. They are coming here with training. They are coming here as assets of China. For whatever those reasons may be, be it cyber, be it terrorism, be it to just commingle and bring back intel from our areas. We've seen a lot of these people settle in places where there's national importance, like our bases and such like that. But, you know, you're seeing the video now. You're seeing the Constantine wire up as 
um, you know, President Biden speaks to some Border Patrol agents, and they're, they're, they're shaking hands right now, the agents that are on the ground, and they should. You know, this is—listen, he's the president of the United States, regardless if you're not happy with the job he does, uh, it would be— suicide for these agents to turn their back on him, to walk away from him, to be disrespectful. Now, he's the president of the United States. You give him the respect. You're in uniform. You have to respect the uniform you're wearing and the job you're sworn to do. You cannot like him on your off time. You could say what you want on your off time. You could vote for someone else on your off time. But while you're working, representing the federal government, he is the commander-in-chief. He is the president of the United States. You have to show that due respect. And you have Secretary Mayorkas there. You have one of the Border Patrol chiefs looks like it's overseeing this, and you have three Border Patrol agents showing President Biden, who's wearing a sports jacket, a baseball cap, you know, some kind of dark khaki pants, and uh, you know, talking to three Border Patrol agents. Again, where in the last five days, only 46 uh, individuals had uh, crossed the border there. On the split screen, you have Governor Abbott sitting there in his wheelchair talking to former President Donald Trump, the head of the Border Patrol Union and the chief for the Eagle Pass sector, having a very different conversation. You're seeing the Constantine wire stretch. They're touring that, looking at the barriers, seeing how that's worked and how it's proven now that those physical barriers and the personnel there are doing something. So at least it's getting the attention um, I know speaking to hopefully the next Secretary of Homeland Security, Tom Homan, who was the former director of ICE. And again, that's just my assumption. Uh, it's my wish because I know how capable Tom Homan is. Uh, he's promised Donald Trump 120 days. He will secure the border and start removing violent felon illegal aliens from across the nation. I think we've seen the detriment that is from some of the cases across America. And it's interesting, uh, I was involved in a conversation with a friend where people have been throwing stats at them that say crime is down this year compared to last year. Crime in 2023 is, is lower than 2022. And crime in 2022 was lower than 2021. So the crime is decreasing. But if you bring that back to 2019 numbers, pre-COVID numbers, uh, crime skyrocketed in 2020, 2021, Crime in 2019 compared to 2023 is still much lower, is still higher. Crime was lower in 2019. It's still an increase. It's sort of just like our gas prices. So if you look at our gas prices in 2019, where they were much lower, and then they skyrocketed, and now they've come down, and you have this administration saying, well, gas prices are down. Gas prices have come down. Look at it. It's the same with crime. Crime was much lower in 2019. It skyrocketed, and now it's lower than 2021, 2022, but it's still not as low as near 2023. And uh, that conversation has to happen. It's, it's how they manipulate stats. It's how they make things just like the gas prices. They're exactly the same of what they did. And inflation. This is what they've done. This is how they justify things. And that's why the perception of crime, even though, yes, crime in 2023 was lower than 2022, but the perception is crime is high. People, it's dangerous. It's more dangerous in, in these cities all around America because people remember 2019, 2018, where crime was low. And then it skyrocketed. And now crime's still high. It's lower than 20 than it was the year or two ago, but it's not as low as it was in 2019 or pre-COVID levels. 
And that's what we have to compare it to. That's why you compare crime year to year, every three years, every five years, every 10 years. So, uh, you know, that's what we have there. And it's uh, 323 here at WILK. We can just play that for the rest of the day, Jake. Right there. Sounds good to me. Because it is, I mean, today really doesn't exist for what, every couple of years? So, yeah, I mean, every we, four years. Every four years, we write this off. Isn't, isn't it weird how, and I was just thinking about it this morning, isn't it weird how it's every four years and every four years is the election? I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, it's a conspiracy theorist theory. Tinfoil hat it's, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> the, the aliens did it. Yeah. I mean, I want to know what people did who were born on this day or uh, That's married on this day and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I know they kind of just add the year, but it's is it legit? I mean, should but they be like dog years where, like, I'm, I'm six today? Yeah. That's the thing I was wondering about is when exactly, let's say, your birthday is February 29th or, like you were saying, your anniversary is February 29th. Like, when exactly do you celebrate? I'm, am I only married every four years then? Is yeah. That, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with that. That's yeah. fine. Don't tell me. Don't tell my little brown wife. She'll get mad at me. She beats me. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, right? That really took a turn there. Uh, speaking about the hot dogs, I got a text message. Okay, how does one rank a hot dog? It's junk food, and it has no nutritional value other than poison to a human being. And I said, but they're tasty. Very and tasty. at least they respond, you got me, you're right. So, see, that's the conversations. We can solve the world problems here if we just talk. Uh, they are tasty, though. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how those guys, uh, like the, the Nathan's uh, the eating oh, contest. Oh, the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Yeah, that's, yeah. I can't even watch that. It makes me <laughs> nauseous. I mean, Joey Chestnut breaks the record just about every year. I mean, on average, it's like, I think his record is 76 hot dogs, I believe. Yeah, I, no, <laughs> no, no. Should um, we get Frank the Tank to try and do the, the Nathan's hot dog contest this year? I don't think he could. No. Uh, you look at he's I mean Joey Chestnut's like what 100 pounds soaking wet. Frank the <laughs> yeah. Tank I, you know I think he 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 uh, Frank gets the Tank for a reason. Yeah. He gets sick after that. Well, maybe someone in Martinsville. I know that that's the that's the tradition there's Jesse Jones hot dogs so. Yeah. Let's see how he likes them there. So Kim asked us to play some Judas Priest so if you want to get okay. that uh w- wound up. Um if you follow me on Facebook and you saw the uh, mathematical riddle out there that says only 3% can solve it, I put that about two hours ago, and I got um, got a lot of comments on it, a lot of guesses. The answer is 90. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to my Facebook and uh, check it out. But the answer is 90, and only 3% of the world can solve it. So check it out for yourself. But now you know the answer, so it's cheating. Somebody says, Ferris hot dogs are the world's best. I'm going to have to check it out. Going to have to check it out. Um, Pastor Mitch checking in, saying his wife is Puerto Rican and brown as well. See? Welcome to the club. Be careful when you sleep. That's all I got to say. Um, speaking about the border, you still have you have President Trump now they're showing on TV talking to the National Guard, the Texas National Guard, and the Texas Department of Public Safety, looking at maps, looking at their command center, Um looking at all the assets they've confiscated as far as drugs and weapons and such like that. So that's that's what's going on now. That's still happening. Uh, and a majority of Americans and Texans support the Trump border policy. This is a poll that was just released. Um, and how can you not look at the numbers? 
public concern about illegal immigration and higher is higher during President Joe Biden's term than what it was under the prior two administrations, uh, the Institute said. And this is coming from, let me see, Monmouth University Polling Institute report. That's where it's coming from, just so you know. More than 80% of voters polled said illegal immigration is either a very serious, 61%, or somewhat serious, 23% problem, according to the Institute. 60% said that it's a very serious problem, an increase from polls taken at the end of Obama administration. So the faith of Joe Biden handling the border crisis is less than both Donald Trump and President Obama, the former, the last two administrations. So that's where we're at with that. And... Um, seeing if it gives us any other pertinent information. But I'm up against the news now, so it's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, 37 degrees and sunny at 3.37. Talking a little bit about everything today. Um, this Thursday, this leap day, because tomorrow it's not going to exist anymore, and for the next four years it won't exist anymore. Well, Mayor Adams says that New York City's sanctuary status needs to be modified. We're getting some progress there, huh? And here's a mayor that in 2021 said that illegal immigrants are always welcome in the sanctuary of New York City. It was a tweet he put on X back when it was Twitter. Um, I saw them compared side by side. And now he's saying that um, they need to change the laws. They need to change the policies in New York to allow them to cooperate with ICE to remove Violent felons who are illegal immigrants. It should be changed to allow, I'm sorry, it doesn't even say felonies. It says a change to allow migrants charged with crimes to be turned over to federal immigration officials for deportation. Speaking at a community meeting this week, Adams said that the policy that restricts cooperation with U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials needs to be modified to weed out the small numbers of migrants who commit serious crimes. Um, I think somebody should show him some police reports from New York City because that small numbers is not uh, pretty accurate. I mean, look at the headlines of everything we've seen coming out of New York City especially. Uh, you know, nationwide, yes, there is a percentage there. It's not the overall crime. But small numbers, let's be honest there. It's a little more than small numbers. So if you commit a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported, the Democrat told the gathering in Brooklyn. Right now, we don't have that authority to do so. Imagine that. Imagine. And, and this is what happened to this poor girl in Georgia. And it's, it's part New York's fault. They had arrested him. Judicial revolving door released him. Most likely paid for his transportation to get down to Georgia to get out of New York because he was facing a criminal court case. So, yeah, let's skip town. Let's get an NGO to pay for that trip. Go down to Georgia to join my brother, who also was committing crimes. They go down to Georgia, they commit crimes of shoplifting. Get arrested again and get released in Georgia after, you know, any NCIC check would show that he was already arrested in New York couple months prior, release them again, and now we have the crisis and the tragedy that happened there. And, and, and even Katie Porter, 
representative out of California said, oh, it's, it's tragic, but it's, it's minute in the big picture. Do you think it is to her family? Do you think it is to anyone who knew the woman from Georgia, the, the nursing student? It's not. And it's happening. I mean, just this week, we've seen, you know, a half dozen of these type of cases where there was one in Virginia. Um, you know, D.C., where three police officers were shot by an illegal immigrant. And we're seeing it time and time again. But this is a step for the New York City mayor to say that there needs to modify the sanctuary status. That's a good step forward. Let's go to the phones we have. And you can call or text at 570-883-0098. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on the border. Joe. Uh, hello, Rob. Yes, it's, it's on the border, but it's also on something else, too. When you're, when you're talking about the crime and, and supposedly being down, uh, let's not forget that what they've done is they've normalized crime in areas so much so that citizens don't even report it anymore because they know there's no use to it. So, for instance, in California, it, it, it's, yes, it's a technically a criminal act to walk into a store and steal up to $1,000, but because nobody cares, it's not even being reported. So it's not that crime is necessarily down. It's just become normalized. And that's, I, I think, a, a point to make about that. And one of the other things that I talked about earlier in this week as well is a lot of these police departments, as a matter of fact, most of them in these Democrat-run cities don't even put a, a, a immigration status there anymore. You're not allowed to check that box off. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, things, things are just being redefined. Uh, but but on top of that, here, here's the deal, Rob. I've always said that th this issue regarding what's going on with uh, the the uh, the border, to, to me, this warrants forcing a constitutional crisis and, and interpret that any way you want. And here's why I say that. Here's the history behind it. When Jan Brewer, who was the uh, governor, I think, of Arizona at the time, and she was confronting Obama over this issue. And, and states were, and like Arizona were starting to take their own initiative. The uh, ACLU and, and all, all the usual suspects stepped up and made the argument and said, states can't do that because this is a federal issue. And, and, and you're, you're super, you're, in other words, you're superseding your authority. This is a federal issue. And, and that's what they said at the time. So then uh, Trump gets in, and these same people turn around and say, we don't care what the Fed says. We're sanctuary cities. We're going to ignore your, your federal authority. So if, if they are allowed to – and they had the same judges and whatnot siding with them. So if they are allowed to do that, and I, and I know this sounds radical, but if they are allowed to simply do what they want, regardless of what federal authority actually says, then why can't we do it? Like, why, why can't Texas just turn around and tell a judge, uh, we're protecting our border irregardless of what you said, and give that same reasoning because they... <laughs> They basically have spoken out of both sides of their mouth 
and there's court cases to prove that. So at this point, what what stops them from just doing that and saying we don't care what you say, we're we're going to enforce the border regardless of what any judge actually says? Yeah, and we're going to need to get to the bottom of that and hold them accountable, like you said. Joe, I appreciate yeah. your your call. Yep, thank you, Rob. Thank you. It's uh, 344 here at WILK. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Was, was anyone aware that there were a couple juveniles arrested in the city of Scranton for gunfire yesterday? Uh, you wouldn't. I mean, it was on page, what, seven of the local paper. That's where it was kind of buried. And... Um, you know, the article just says, City police charged a pair of juveniles after responding last week to reports of gunfire in a 1200 block of Penn Avenue. Police did not identify the juveniles who arrest them from an investigation into shots fired incident on February 21st. No injuries were reported. Both faced numerous charges in juvenile court, including reckless endangerment, firearms, and related counts. With everything going on in the city of Scranton, as far as Detective Gil Martin being critically wounded, um, arrests near the, the high school in Scranton for firearms. You think that uh, the arresting of two juveniles for actual gunfire, even if it was you know a week or two ago, um, would be more front-page news or more news out there? Now, the Scranton Police Department did post the arrest report on their Facebook page, which I applaud them for. On, tw- on February 21st, 2024, the Scranton Police responded to the 1200 block of Penn Avenue for reports of gunfire. No injuries were reported. The investigations resulted in the arrest of two juveniles who were charged in juvenile court with the following offenses. Reckless endangering, conspiracy to commit reckless endangering, receiving stolen property, conspiracy receiving stolen property, firearms not to be carried without a license, conspiracy firearms not to be carried without a license, possession of a firearms by a minor, conspiracy possession of a firearm by a minor, and resisting arrest. That was juvenile number one only. Juvenile number two, theft, conspiracy, reckless endangering, receiving stolen property, firearms not to be carried without a license, possession of a firearm by a minor. We appreciate the community's cooperation received during this investigation and encourage others to get involved to keep the city safe. Do you think that would be more uh, prominent in the news? And uh, if you knew about it, good, but we should all know about it because there are problems in Scranton that needs the community attention. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Well, Greg from Scranton's checking in on a text message, says, wah, 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 border, border, beating a dead horse, aren't you? Well, Greg, why don't you call in? Because if you look at every poll across America, the border situation is the number one topic. So why wouldn't we discuss it? especially when you have a current and former president there today. Uh, Call in. I'd love to have the discussion with you. Let's hear the top five things that you would like to discuss. Um, Top five reasons that you think face the country. Uh, You named a couple of them that are far from even the top ten during your call the last time. But, yeah, I, I understand you don't like the border because it doesn't work for your side. It's an utter failure. It shows... The crisis that the you know the the babbling president that you support has put us in. So yes, we're going to talk about it, Greg. Um,
somebody says, yeah, I thought that was a bigger story uh, than the Times-Tribune put out. Now they're protecting Cognetti. I, I, yeah, listen, I, I don't know why, what what the reasoning is there. I thought it was a bigger story, especially after everything. You know, when, when you put it in context of what the, the city of Scranton has seen as far as this, yes, I think it was a bigger story. Yes, I understand they're juveniles. I understand there's not much um, information that you could put out there, but, you know, you could obviously put out, well, why were they shooting? Was it just for fun? Was it just acting recklessly and silly? Um, you know, obviously there, there's the danger there, but, you know, what was the purpose of it? Were they connected to any gangs? I mean, there's a ton of questions that comes up when, when you say, okay, these two juveniles were arrested for gunfire. They were arrested for possession of guns and all. I mean, I listed you the charges. Um, yes, the, the newspaper article, the local news articles, uh, seem to downplay it because I listed you the charges that were in the police report. They obviously had that. They kind of mentioned some of them in cursive, uh, you know, in, in passing. But no, I, I think with everything that we've seen in, in as far as juvenile gang violence, juvenile violence as a whole, it should be a bigger story. It should be brought to light that, hey, you know, you should be out there on, uh, try to uh to get to the bottom of what's going on here let me see uh what kind of moron this and i'm not even going to give you the time of day uh i will Here's the text message. Here, here's the cartoon characters that are out there. And again, someone else I would love to call in. Why do you and others insist on calling Trump diddy dump diddy President Trump? He was president. He's no longer the president. That's like calling you Officer O'Donnell or Detective O'Donnell or wherever the heck you were while you were. Why do you even insist on calling him President Trump? He's not the president. Uh, could you possibly be that Listen, I, I don't like calling people names, but could, could you possibly be that ignorant? And yeah, I'm looking at you, uh, 897. Could you possibly be that ignorant? Do, do we not call President Kennedy President Kennedy? Do we call him John Kennedy? Do we call him? He's the former president. You call him that. just as simple as that but you, you can't possibly be that ignorant and if you are please i'd love for you to call in and let's let all your neighbors and your friends and the people you work with let know how ignorant you are because that's just uh just how it goes when you say things like that and uh yeah and i understand whatever the heck you were when you when heck you were yeah, another text message he's president for life yeah, uh, that's just the way it goes. That's the courtesy of when you're the president of the United States. Um, and, and, you know, it goes for a lot of other people, too. You know, every time I see some of my friends who are admirals, I call them admiral. Uh, it's just a sign of respect. They reach that rank. They reach that thing. But, uh, you know, I love the way you throw in, you know, my past career, which you couldn't even shine the shoes of my past career. Um, just simply stating a fact. But... Ignorant? No. It's a sign of respect. I have no respect for Trump diddy dump diddy. Yeah, I understand. You, you you can show me on a doll where he hurts you. Uh, you know, I understand you, his mean tweets and, you know, the things that you don't like personally uh, have distorted you so much that um, that it's it's actually 
ingred, embedded in you to, uh, to be uh, who you are. And that's great. Um, I call President Biden President Biden, right? I call President Obama President Obama. It's just a form of respect. I bet your texture refers to Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State Clinton. Cartoon characters. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and you know what's funny? Because these are the same, and I recognize the number, it's the same people that will never call in because, again, they, they, they are embarrassed of who they are. They think they can text in quietly and secretly and get their little fill in and, and say, I got them. I got them today on that leap year that we won't remember four years from now. But uh, call in and let all your friends and family know how ignorant you are. It's just as simple as that. Love to have the conversation. It's welcome. The phone's right here. Dial it. Dial it. It's not hard. You can call. We can have a conversation. Maybe you'll learn something from it. It's coming up on the 4 o'clock hour. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio when we come back. 